on the road. Mikey and I drive home from WrestleMania weekend in a crappy rainstorm. That's going to turn to snowing at me. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to hitting up the snow, but at least we're finally on the way home. Yeah, our trip started. It's, it's Monday, uh, whatever the uh, April 8th or 7th or whatever that is. I don't know. It's the exact 8th, I think. Yeah, it's the 8th. <laughs> Real good. Yeah. Uh, we started this trip last Wednesday, April the 3rd. Mikey and I drove down to my buddy Jay's house in Bedford, Mass. And then we headed up to Worcester for Beyond Wrestling's first uh, live show, a live television show on independent wrestling TV, uh, Uncharted Territories. But along the way, we stopped at the old Plain Ridge Casino yep. for some slotty play. I had some good luck there. Won a little over 200 bucks. So. Yeah, I, I played for with $20 for over an hour. I, I lost that $20, but I got an hour play out of it, so I can't complain. Kind of got free lunch, too, in a way. So. Yes, you, you had your uh, your vouchers, yep. your food voucher, and then we maximized that, getting all three of us a smash burger, which yep. was, I'm going to say, okay. Yeah. I've had it before, and it was a lot better last time, so yep. I'm not really sure if it's just... One of those things where time of the day or whoever's working. But a lot of it is whoever's working, I've noticed. Yeah. Comes to things like that. But. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, made it up to uh, Beyond. I uh, got parked. Jay and I both thought the street looked like it was an apocalypse. There was so much trash everywhere. Uh, blowing trash, too, at that. But uh, I've never been to Electric Haze. Mike has been a bunch of times. And i got to say, it's a cool little venue. It's a, a hookah bar? Yeah, it's a hookah bar. And the ring is, uh, one side of the ring is, is close to a brick wall, but not so close they can't come off the ropes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we managed to stand right up against ringside, had a, a good night of wrestling. Uh, my my uh, big draw for wanting to go was I'd never been to Beyond, and the main event of David Starr against Masato Tanaka. Yeah, and they just literally beat the shit out of each other. It was pretty awesome. So. Yeah, they really did. I mean, I've been a big fan of Masato Tanaka going back to ECW days, and and finally to see him wrestle live and in person was awesome uh, against David Starr was a great opponent and David Starr took a chair shot to the head from the re- when uh, the returning Joey Janela uh, kicked him in the nuts and then supplied Masato with a chair to use which 20 years ago a chair shot to the head wasn't very significant now it is right and that sounded just rough uh, it was yeah Masato wound up and did not uh, did not hold back. No, he didn't hold back at all. So um, it was definitely a great start to our trip. Yeah, uh, a lot of really good matches, a lot of fun matches. Yeah, we uh, got uh, Chris Statlander against Ar Fox. We got MJF against uh, not Ali Cat Kimberly. Yep, we got a Kimberly heel turn. She uh, attacked. Chris Statlander after a match with AR Fox. Yeah, and that's going to be really cool to see how that will fold out. Um, definitely recommend checking out Beyond Wrestling. Um, all their past events are on Independent Wrestling TV. Um, every Wednesday at 8, they're going to be having their weekly episodic series. Yeah, live two-hour show. If you can get that on your case, awesome. If not, you can watch online. Yep. And probably the match of the night, though, for me was the Beaver Boys Open Challenge that was answered by Aussie Open. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Definitely a great match. Um, 
Aussie Open actually had a really good week, actually, I thought. so. did have a good weekend, actually. I can't say I was, uh, well, I, say, I can't say I was disappointed from any match they were in. The gauntlet match they were in as a whole was disappointing. Their segment was good, but, yeah, Aussie Open, it was, I've seen them before, like, on videotape, if you will, but this is my first time seeing them live, and, yeah. and uh, they're a great team. Yeah, they're really awesome. I was a really big fan of them. Yeah, so that was really fun to see them live. It was a... Uh, the pattern that goes through this whole weekend for me is seeing a lot of people live for the first time ever. Yep. Um, but yeah, so after the Worcester show, we headed back to Jay's house, and then we got up right early on Thursday morning. They had made the train, left at uh, 10 minutes to 7, taking us from Providence to Penn Station, New York City. Got in there a little after 10 o'clock in the morning, and uh, couldn't check into the hotel, but we dropped our luggage off there, and we... Uh, Headed down to the old Shake Shack for our first of many stops over the next three days at Shake Shack. And AAA had announced they were having a press conference on that Thursday, like the week before. But they never announced what time the press conference was going to be. And I remember Mikey was looking into it, and I was looking into it. We were trying to find what time this press conference was going to be, because it was going to be at Madison Square Garden. We had a big slug of time to kill before the Super Show. So, we're sitting at Shake Shack, and it's like, oh, it's at 10 o'clock. Oh, you know, it's at 10 o'clock Central Mexico time. Well, what time is that here? I don't know. Let's Google it. And long and short, it was a half hour away. Well, not even that. It was 12, I think. Well, it was happening a half, in a half hour from where what, from what time it was right now. Right, 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 That's right. That's what I mean. Like, in 30 minutes, it was supposed to start. Yeah. So, we beat feet straight down to the garden, found where it was going to be, and... After my mishap through security, because apparently my pocket phone has a metal hinge on it, uh, we went over and we asked about where we could watch, and we were directed to this standing area behind these uh, barriers. But still, you, you could, we could see everything, and it was going to kill some time. Yeah. And then after staying there a few minutes, a gentleman in a suit came over and said, "Are you guys fans of uh, Triple Lucha Libre Triple A?" We we're like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And then he kind of quizzed us a little, and then when he seemed satisfied, he said. We'd like to invite you into the press conference. So they gave us uh, a bracelet, gave us a free mask, we went in, we got to have the food and beverage if we chose, and have a seat and watch the uh, the press conference right there in person. That was a really fun, free little plus. Yeah, and that was really cool too. Um, definitely big for them to have a show at MSG in September. Yeah, September the 15th is the date of the show at Madison Square Garden. Tickets go on sale May the 5th or Cinco de Mayo or Mayo de Cinco. They had the Spanish primarily in the Spanish. The press conference primarily in English. Yeah. But they did do some in Spanish. And we got, um, it was clubbing. Dave Meltzer was there. Yep. Mikey and I snagged pictures with him after the press conference. Yep. Um, but they had, like, uh, the, they had a good part of their roster there, too. So they had a, The head of AAA was there. Hugo Savinovich was there. And, and they, you know, we they had, like, the Mexican consulate was there. They had, like, a New York touristy lady responsible there. And they talked about, and then a guy from Madison Square Garden, they talked about the history of the garden, the wrestling being there, one of being the best. So, I mean, they really hyped up, you know, AAA being the best from Mexico and, and everything else. And then after they did all that, they did a... Um, they brought out a bunch of wrestlers. They brought out Drago, uh, Puma King, Tessa Blanchard, um, uh, Dago, uh, Daga, Phoenix, Pentagon, Conan, 
Taya. Taya, thank you. Uh, help me out here. Blue Demon Jr. Blue Demon Jr., okay, yeah. Aerostar. Aerostar, yeah. Yeah, they brought a lot of people, so. And they're all in their full full costumes, which to me, like, the, the Mexican luchadors' costumes with the capes and the masks and the bright colors, I mean, they're really cool to look at. Yeah. And they all came out, and a few of them said, hey, had, said some words, and they did a Q&A for a while, and then that was it. And we were lucky enough, after the show, I managed to grab a picture with Blue Demon Jr., which yep. is awesome. Yep. I managed to grab a picture with um, Conan and Scott Damore, who was there as an Impact representative. Yep. Who did you get pictures with, Mikey? Same people, so. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but that was all, like... Free last minute kind of a surprise, and uh, they even had us put the masks on that we took and took our photo. So um, I've been trying to find to see if they used it online anywhere or whatever, but I don't care. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we headed up to the, the old Super Show to get our bright our bracelets for two days, and then had a little meet green session that day. And, and Jay started what I can only say is. Uh, he did the pro photo ops. He only got the one yep. on the next day, but I didn't do any pro photo ops. Jay did a few. He did one with Zack Sabre Jr., Jushin Liger uh, that day. And with the Liger pose, they both did the, uh, I don't know, the Hogan, uh, the pose that Liger always does and Hogan always did where he, one arm's out straight and the other arm's curled in a flex. Yeah. And um, Liger had full costume on, head to toe, cape and everything. So I, I had to do a photo op with him. I couldn't pass that up. Yep. But we also got, um, I got photo, uh, I got some, I got a bunch of cards signed over the weekend, over 70. And I got photos that night with uh, Will Ospreay and I got some cards signed by Zach Sanford Jr. And yeah, so that was really cool. Who'd you hit up that day at the Super Show? Uh, I did Will Ospreay. So that was one that I really wanted to get. Um, during the pre-show meet and greet, I wanted to get, uh, Bandito yeah. and Dragon Lee, yeah. um, but they were actually held up at customs. Um, so I didn't get a chance to meet them till after the super show, but yeah. it was definitely well worth the wait to meet them. So, well, I remember even one point the lady said they weren't even sure if they were going to make it to the show. Right. They were really worried about that, which the main event was... Booked, uh, scheduled, which ended up being Will Ospreay against Bandito. So. Yep. Oh, we get up to the Super Show. We bought third row balcony because the Super Show tickets were pretty expensive, actually. Yeah, they were really expensive. Even like um, front row, I guess, was like over three hundred dollars, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Right. I mean, yes, there's a lot of great talent on the show, but I mean, it's just a lot. And the third row balcony we got was still seventy nine. Yep. And then when we get up there and there's no third row seats and decided that the view wasn't going to be good or was going to be obstructed. And so they moved us down on the floor to these four sections that they created in between the other sections where it was rows one through seven, first come, first serve. And we did well. We ended up with, what, third row? Yeah, fourth row. We moved up to third eventually. So Yeah, so that worked out for us. And... For the price, we had a great view, and I don't remember. The problem is, there's so many great matches. I really only remember the matches of the of a few matches from each show because we did go to six wrestling shows. Yeah. Plus the two day convention, not sleeping a lot, you know, long travel on a couple of days. Yep. <clears throat> but the Super Show opened up with Masato Tanaka against Eddie Kingston. That was pretty sweet, and I know Mike had some insight on why that match was first. Well, I mean, Masato Tanaka wrestled quite a bit that weekend, so I think 
Tanaka, you know, wanted to get it done and over with because I believe he had to go to Jersey City that night at like 11. Yeah. For, I think it was AIW. I don't really remember. But, and plus, I think they had to shuffle the card around a lot too to try to get Dragon Lee and Bandito. In hopes that they would be there towards the end of the show, so. Because I know that um, they had originally announced that the Lucha Brothers were supposed to open the show in a tag match. Right, which really surprised me that they didn't because they had. Um, they had two more matches. That Lucha Brothers wrestled nine matches over three days. Yeah, so MLW, they also ran at the same time. And they, and they were also wrestled for M- MLW that night. Right. Um, on top of also wrestling for. Um, I believe that night was Impact, I think, too, in Rahway, New Jersey. Yeah, I so. think you're right. I think they had, like, an 11 o'clock show impacted. Yeah, so they had a lot going on just that night, especially, yeah. so. But anyhow, so the Lucha Brothers ended up wrestling each other. Yeah, so that was pretty neat. Yeah, it was, because they didn't. They definitely didn't hold back, and it was a good match. Phoenix got the win, which was surprising. Uh, and this was my first time seeing Pentagon Jr. wrestle live, and I believe... I ended up seeing him wrestle three times over this weekend. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was really, really cool. Uh, A great match that night was Dragon League against Cavanero. Yeah, so that was a really awesome match. Um, I had never seen Cavanero. I don't even know if I'd heard of him before this show, actually. I haven't in all honesty, but he's one of those guys that I would like to see more of in the States. Absolutely, yeah. There was a lot of international talent used on the shows. There's a, again, a lot of guys I got to see for the first time. A lot of guys I thought I'd never see, you know, never see in person. Yeah. And a lot of some guys I'd never even heard of before, like Cavanero, who blew me away. Him and Dragon Lee had an outstanding match. And in the true uh, Mexican tradition, uh, when the match was over, people were throwing money in the ring. Now, in Mexico, it's usually coins. Yeah. Uh, but here in the States, people were throwing at least, you know, dollar bills. And it was funny because at first security was trying to get people to stop because yeah. they didn't understand what was going on. But someone must have clued them in, and they they stopped trying to stop fans and fans yeah. throwing the money in the ring. So yeah. that was really cool to see. Um, and I mean, those guys deserved it. They had a hell of a match. Yep. Saw um, Liger teaming with Hurricane and X Pac. That was a nice surprise. That was so freaking random. Yeah. Of who he teamed with, but yeah, that was awesome to see Trish Liger live, and even to see X-Pac wrestle live again in the Hurricane. They took on, they call themselves Revolt, and it's Caleb Conley, Jake Manning, and I don't know who the third guy is. Zane Riley. Oh, okay, yeah, Zane Riley. Yep. Um, I always think of them as being the high spots guys, because they work for high spots. Right. But Caleb Conley is really good. Oh yeah, he's very good. I mean, apparently he must have had, he just had a falling out recently with uh, AML. Down there in, in, in North Carolina, so. But anyhow, uh, main event that night again was Bandito against uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay got the win. That was a great match. Yeah, and it was Bandito's last indie match as yes, well. So was, yeah, I, until he announced, like I remember hearing about that before because he signed with Ring of Honor. Yeah. And until he announced at the end of the match that it was his final indie match, then I just I remember like, oh yeah, that's right, like. Signed with Ring of Honor. However, he managed. He, he said he was going to keep this booking. Yeah. Probably because he wanted to wrestle Osprey. Which well, I think that's why too. Is yeah. it's one of those matches he knew that he wasn't really going to get yeah. an man, opportunity to get again unless he you know happens in Japan. So. Right. But man, what a great match they had! And okay, Dragon Lee was in a triple threat with who else? I can't remember now. 
Uh, well, well, what do you mean? On that show? Was he on that show? Dragon Lee? Yeah. You faced Cavanero. Oh, crap. That's right. You're That's thinking right. of Flamita. Flamita. Flamita, Robbie yes. Eagles, and um, Ares? Yeah, Ares. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they had a great triple threat match. Yeah. And again, I'd never seen all three of these guys in person before. Uh, Robbie Eagles just kind of popped back up in New Japan, so it was really cool to see him here. Yeah. And what was kind of even more amazing with uh, Ares is that they did this spot where. Uh, he landed on his head, and I thought he was, I thought he legit had to hurt himself bad. Yeah. But we saw, but he, he was fine. He finished the match, and we saw him wrestle again that weekend, but that yep. was a great match. And that kind of wrapped up the Super Show. Um, Can't forget, though, that we saw Tajiri wrestle. That was oh, yeah, a nice that's surprise, right. too. See, this is the thing. Everything kind of runs together sometimes. Yes. Yeah. We saw Tajiri wrestle. That was a very awesome surprise. And plus, we saw our um, SCU versus Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. That was pretty neat, too. Oh, that was an awesome match. Yeah, that was a great match as well. Yeah. Oh, Orange Cassidy wrestled in Beyond the night before. So we saw him a couple days in a row. Yeah, with Session Moth yeah. versus Brian Cage and, and Jordan Grace. Um, yeah. Uh, Session Moth Martinez. Uh, okay, Martina. First time seeing her live. Saw her a couple times this weekend. And I. Yeah. I, I can watch her multiple, multiple times. She is hilarious yeah. and very charismatic, and uh, I enjoy her thoroughly. Yep. Can we see Orange Cassidy one more time? Yeah, I think we did at some point. So again, these shows start running together. But so anyhow, uh, we managed. We, we we successfully navigated the New York subway system, picking up a metro card, and and saving us quite a bit of time taking the train. Because our hotel was about a, just about 1.3 miles from the venue where WrestleCon was. Yep. Which was not convenient for WrestleCon, but was very convenient for Madison Square Gardens. It was literally a block away. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, uh, Friday morning, uh, we got over to the uh, WrestleCon convention hall bright and early. And uh, got in basically straight away. And originally they had advertised an 11 a.m. show called U.S. versus the World. And the goal was to go to the show because why the hell not? You got a free general mission ticket to the show with your WrestleCon ticket, and it's wrestling. However, for me and for Jay, we had too many people we had wanted to meet, and the timing of when the people were there for the meet and greets and the timing of the show didn't line up because the convention was from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and wrestlers were there at different times throughout the day because a lot of them were appearing in other places as well. Um, so when it came to the U.S. versus the World show that started at 11 a.m., I didn't see any of it out of it, Jay, but Mikey managed to grab a couple matches. I saw two matches. I managed to see MJF versus Ethan Page, and I managed to see David Starr versus Daga, and those were two solid matches. Um, that's all I really had time to really see, because I had a lot going on that day as well, I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my, uh... One of my all-time favorite women wrestlers, Luchadoras, uh, is Fabi Apache. And I bought a, a main greet for her because, hey, I never thought I'd ever get to meet her in person. And I'm still kind of upset that she wasn't booked on one of the six shows that we went to. So I never got to see her wrestle live, but I did get to meet her. And she had, uh, she was in full full gear with her headdress for, her, for my photo with her. So that was really, really cool. But uh, I had written her a letter that I used... Uh, I had translated into Spanish because she doesn't speak a lick of English and I don't 
I, I know very a little bit of Spanish. I know hola. I know taco. I know burrito. Uh, and a little bit of counting. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. A little bit here and there. But So I wrote her a letter, and she was very touched by the letter. And uh, uh, I had gotten some trading cards together of her from uh, Japan that I had brought to give her as kind of a little gift because most of the time when I bring uh, Stardom World trading cards to people, they've never seen them before, didn't know they exist, didn't have them, and um, so I would assume that Vivian Hatchie would not have those in Mexico either, so I managed to get her Stardom cards plus some Harrison cards from 1989 and 2000 and and whatnot, so she was very, very touched by that, and then she signed my cards, and she gave me a t-shirt, she gave me a kiss, and uh, yeah, that was a great experience. And uh, I can't remember everyone I met, which is so sad. But like, I know I got a picture taken with Bob Backlund. Yep. Uh, he choked me. Yeah. Uh, it was scary. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a bunch of cards signed by like I got a card signed by Jerry Lynn. I got some cards signed by uh, Sandman, by RVD, by Tajiri. Uh, so many people. I'm going to eventually have all the cards up on the Rusty Insomniac on my blog for you guys to check out at some point. So just go to the blog in the future and you'll see it there. Uh, but really, the, for me, the biggest uh, social interaction fan experience on that Friday for me was, was meeting uh, Fanny Apache that morning and then that afternoon... Uh, so other guys, how was your morning time at the con? So it was good. And, um, right off the bat, I had a uh, photo op with the four horsemen, the original. So that was pretty big. I haven't downloaded it yet, but the picture came out really good. Yes, I did see the photo they printed, and it does look wicked nice. Uh, I met Great Buddha, so that was pretty big. Into jury, there's a lot of people I met. So, um, what was? Do you have a highlight like my favorite patchy for that morning? Was four horsemen, horsemen definitely. Oh yeah, okay. of course. That yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, four horsemen and Buddha was definitely yeah. like the highlights for me. That's so, awesome. yeah. so that afternoon, Rev Crow had a show at three o'clock. But leading up to that, last week they announced some signings with a bunch of the New Japan guys that were going to be on the Rev Crow show. So earlier in the day, Jay and I had found the Rev Crow table upstairs, and I asked, "Are the signings going to be here?" And the guy was like, "Yes, they are." I was like, "Okay, what time?" He's like, "One thirty." Because the signings were 1.30 to 2.30, shows at 3. And then they were doing pro photo ops with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Minoru Suzuki. And they were, those were like 2 and 2.15. So it was one of those things It was like, they're going to be there for a short amount of time. We wanted to make sure that we got in line early and we were there to meet them. Yeah. So we went up at new time to stake on a spot in line. Uh, Jay and I did. And then Mikey joined us a few minutes later. And then they were like, oh, no, it's not going to be here. It's actually going to be downstairs after we sit up there for, like, over half an hour. So we went downstairs to where they told us they thought it was going to be. And we went and stood over there for, like, another 45 minutes. And a couple other people joined us. And then Jay went walking around, and he found them at another table, like, a little bit away. So we headed over there and got in line there. And then eventually, after all the mess got squared away, we were one of the first people in line. We were, like... Three, four, and five. So we were definitely at the front of the line, but and all four of us got the same photo ops and autographs, or whatever. We went with Tanahashi, Shibata, Ichii, and Minoru Suzuki. And 
Well, and it was kind of neat, too, because some of the people that were there weren't even advertised to do the signings. You know, like uh, Taguchi and Republic for Day. Right, and Tomoyuro Ishii wasn't advertised either. Well, that's right. Ishii was not advertised, but I brought my trading card of them just in case. Yep. So I got photos of all four of them, and I got trading cards signed, and all four of them made comment how they impressed that I had one of their Japanese trading cards. Yep. And then I asked Suzuki a question. Because I follow him on Instagram, and every day on Instagram, he posts a new photo, and he calls it, and because he, he's sponsored by a sock company called Stance. Yeah. And so he'll post a photo of what today's Stance is, and I'll show a picture of his sock. So I asked him what today's Stance was, and he, he chuckled, and he didn't have them on because he had his wrestling gear on already, but he said, he explained to me that they're, or kimonos. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Tanahashi was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I'm trying to explain I'm trying to It's like meeting The Japanese Shawn Michaels I guess Yeah Or Japanese I, Ric Flair like He's a wrestler Of that caliber Oh yeah Well To me I think He's more like The John Cena Fair enough Yes To relate to this Day and age Yes Yeah But yeah I mean He's he's the wrestler Of that caliber And and um, It was just Really really cool To meet him And see him And, and see them all live Yep Jay Wing got his pro photo up with Tanahashi. They were doing the air guitar. Yeah. He got his pro photo up with Suzuki, and it's probably the favorite photo with a wrestler he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, he did a thing where Suzuki doesn't speak much English, and he and Jay just said to him, he goes, I'm going to be afraid of you. And Tanahashi was like, ah, and Suzuki apparently was like, what? And then Jay just started to cower in fear, and Suzuki picked up on it, laughed, and then like threatened like he was going to hit him. So I'm gonna. I took a picture of his photo op. I'm gonna share it on my on the blog when I do the blog of the trip. It is absolutely freaking hilarious. Uh, then we went to Rev Pro, and the show as a whole, I'm gonna say it was okay. Yeah, I think just the first half was really, really good and yeah. so stacked. But I think the second half suffered because yeah. of that, especially where a lot of the crowd left. During yes. intermission to get ready for um, NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. So. Yeah, there was a lot of other shows going. I mean, all in all, if you take away the WWE aspect of things, there was 55 independent shows from that Wednesday through Sunday yep. in the New York, New Jersey area. Yep. And there was a lot of great other companies, like shows I would like to have gone to that we didn't get to go to. Like, GCW, of course. Like, like Club Pro. Uh, the Game Changer Wrestling, the collectives there. Yep. Shimmer. Um, AIW, Black Label Pro. Stardom, DDT. Uh, like I said, I mean, there were so many other shows I would have loved to have been able to go to see. Yep. And it just wasn't feasible. Oh, uh, the Blood Sport. Well, that's Game Changer. Yeah, well, so. I know, but. Yeah. You know, all those shows like that. But. So the, the big match from this Rev Pro card was Zack Sabre Jr. And Minoru Suzuki wrestling uh, Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. Yeah. Holy shit, was that good. That was probably my favorite match of the weekend. Mine too. Mine yeah. too. I mean, we had front row. They were right in front of us a lot. I mean, just watching Suzuki. Will Ospreay got his ass whooped, plain and simple. Yeah, and I think he might have got his nose broken too. He did comment on Twitter that he got his nose broken five minutes into the match, and they went over 20 minutes. So. Yeah. But yeah, he got his nose broken, and it was just such a great match. And uh, Suzuki and Sabre Jr. picked up the win. Yeah. Um, but seeing Tanahashi live, there was this one cool part during his entrance 
where he stopped it at the guardrail in front of us and he was back to us and he was doing some air guitar. Yeah. And then he started doing air guitar and there's a Japanese photographer clicking away at pictures. So yeah. hopefully we'll find those online somewhere. I, I've already asked uh, Michelle, a woman that lives in, in Japan who goes to DDT Pro, if she can check the uh, weekly Pro Wrestling magazine when it comes out Wednesday. And other, other, and she said she'd look at that and other publications to see if there's any WrestleCon photos in there yep. from that from that match because that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but no, the show was as a whole just yeah. But that match was really good. Ishii versus David Starr was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun to see Rev Pro, and we met the president and chatted with him quite a bit before and everything. And he was really really cool. So um, yeah, had a great time there at that show. Then we had a, a break. Uh, we went and got some old Nathan's Famous Franks. And then we headed back for the 8 p.m. Joey Ryan's Penis Party. That was an experience. That was... Everything in context for that show was very good. But it was definitely an adult-orientated show. Yeah. Um, there was penis droids. There was funny tampon droids. Uh, droids, I mean... Uh, there was just DDT, end up did a surprise late to the show, War Rumble type battle royal that went like a half an hour yeah. with only like nine guys coming in. Yeah. And we saw we saw a lot of things in there, a lot of DDT, DDT uh, typical style matches with uh, an ass machine. Yeah, a woman wrestler getting her face pushed in the ass machine. Yeah, um, it was fun though. The show as a whole was fun. What was your favorite match from that show? Um, I thought the main event was pretty funny and fun. Yeah. Um, but I also liked the opening match too. I liked the um, because we got to see Ultimo Dragon. Yes, they had a six-way scramble. We got a surprise Ultimo Dragon appearance. Yeah, Ultimo Dragon was awesome. He uh, won his match. Got to see Puma King. It was the second time we've seen yeah. Puma King. Oh, that was the thing. The opening match was all animal-related wrestlers. There yep. was Mr. Iguana, Green Ant, Black Taurus, who's a, just a beast of a man. Yeah, I was really excited wow. to see him on the show. Yeah. Um, I actually don't even recall seeing him on any other shows that whole I think weekend, he was advertised really. for the U.S. versus the World show that we didn't end up going to. Yeah. Well, and he was advertised on WrestleCon, too. Yeah. The Super Show, but he yeah. didn't make it. Yeah, he, he was stuck in customs. Yeah. He was stuck in customs, but um, he's one of those wrestlers I've seen on um, AAA. AAA on yeah. Twitch. Yeah. But I've really wanted to see live, so. Um, so Black Taurus, Green Ant, Mr. Iguana, Ultimate Dragon was the surprise final entry. The other two guys were... Shark Puma Boy. King, uh, yeah, Shark Boy and Puma King. Yep. So it's kind of cool. I've actually, I've seen Shark Boy for years. But I've never actually seen him wrestle live, so that was actually cool to see. Yeah. Uh, and Ultimate Dragon picked up the win with uh, Lama Histo Cradle on Shark Boy. Yep. So that was cool. And, oh, and Sunny Ono was with him. They were doing selfies. It was yep. Ultimate Dragon music that we know knew from, was it WWE? Yeah, WWE. WWE. It was just, it was cool as shit. Plain and simple. You saw David Arquette wrestle, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, okay. That's something I never thought I'd say. I saw David Arquette wrestle, but I mean, in the match was what it was. Yeah, it was all right. Timothy Thatcher got a submission win, but he should have. 
it's Timothy Thatcher, and uh, the guy I've never seen wrestle. Dave Arquette came out with uh, DDP. Yeah, that was really cool. They announced it was a former WCW champion, which in the past we've gotten lots of boos, but now after Nick Gage really kind of thrown out, uh, he gets a lot of cheers. Yeah, for that one. Yep. But that was a fun show. The main event, like we talked about earlier, was Joey Ryan and Val Venus and Sexy Eddie yep. taking on Scarlett Bordeaux, Session Moth, Martina, and Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly, thank you. I was brain cramping. Um, yep. And that match was there was a, that was a lot of comedy in that match. Yep. There was a human centipede spot. Just leave it at that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a fun. It was a fun show, though. Fun show. Good way to close out Friday. Yep. Uh, headed back to the room. Um, I believe, well, Thursday and Friday night, we got ourselves some Shake Shack on the way. No, did we? Yeah. Yeah. No, we did not do that Friday night. We no. got pizza Friday. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Saturday morning, once again, up bright early, back to the con. Uh, got some meet and greets we did. Uh, and then we had an 11 a.m. Pro Wrestling Revolver Pancakes and Pile Drivers 3 show. That show I thought was really good. Yeah. It was probably one of my one of the better shows of the weekend. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, highlight was definitely Ricky Shane Page versus Tessa Blanchard. Probably that was the best match on the card. Probably top three for the weekend for matches we've seen live. I, so I would agree with that. That match was so flipping good. Like again, first time I've seen Ricky Shane Page live, yep. and they did a Canadian Destroyer off the top rope. Yeah. Tessa hit him with a Canadian Destroyer off the top rope. Like, Ricky Shane Page is a big guy. He's primarily known as a deathmatch guy. Yeah. And he is definitely not just a deathmatch guy. No, he's a he's a really good wrestler. Like, when he came out to the when he came out at the beginning, he you know goes to the top rope to like you know salute the crowd like wrestlers do. But then he walked halfway down the top rope to the center of the ring before jumping in, and it was just like. That guy's got some balance. Yeah. And then throughout the night, the way he kept standing on the top rope, because they did a lot of stuff off the top rope. Man, the guy's got some balance. He is excellent. He was really good. I'm hoping to see him again. I'd like to see Limitless bring him up. But it was just, it was a fun show. And that match was definitely the best match on the night and on that show. And, you know, him and Tessa just tore it up. We also had uh, Shane Strickland's last independent match as well. Yeah, he's going off the WWE. Yep. Uh, he was in a six-man. It was uh, Ohio versus everything. Uh, the Chris Brothers and Sammy Callahan against... Uh, the Unwanted. Thank you. Shane Strickland, Eddie Kingston, and Joe Casey. Yeah, and that was that was a fun match. Yep. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, that was a fun match. So, uh, we got a scramble match. Yep. For Caleb Conley's scramble title that had 12 people in it. Yeah. And, like... There's a couple of guys in there I hadn't seen before, like Eric Cannon. Yep. It was cool to see him live finally, but 12 guys, just too many people. Yeah, and I think the crowd was kind of a little tired at that point, too. So. I mean, but that, that was a, we had front row for this show as well. Uh, That was a big-ass crowd. Oh, it's always one of the biggest crowds during WrestleMania weekend at all the shows. Yeah. Um, One of the things that was actually pretty ridiculous too was um, so that they're primarily known for giving out free pancakes yeah. but they actually couldn't because of the New York um, Athletic Commission or yeah. the building well, one or the other wouldn't let them do free pancakes at all so that was kind of ridiculous 
Yeah, they said if they served one pancake, they would, they would, the show would be canceled. Yeah. Uh, and so they had the uh, the rascals come out dressed in, in, in pancake outfits. Yep. We got a uh, uh, scramble match for the uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver Tag Team Championships. And this is a match where I, it was kind of disappointing because Aussie Open... Um, they, they had they did well in their match. They are the first team eliminated, and then the Lucha Brothers came out, and what it was the Rascals they beat, right? Or besties in the world? Yeah, I don't even remember. It was it all matter. But the Lucha Brothers came out, won their match because it was multiple tag teams. Um, all great tag teams, by the yeah, way. And then the Lucha Brothers got beat down big yeah, time. Yeah. And then LAX came out, and it was just like. Holy shit, we're going to see LAX against the Lucha Brothers? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But then LAX joined in the beatdown of the Lucha Brothers, and then they basically pinned him, and that was the end of it. And it was kind of like really disappointing lacklusterish. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Team Tremendous came out of Dan Barry and Bill Carr. Bill Carr, who had had a death match against each other the night before. At Joey Ryan show. Where they both were bloody, especially yeah. Carr, and a barbed wire bat was used, and a staple gun, and Steelers. And uh, a table, well, a door with mouse traps on it. I mean, that was uh, anyway. So they uh, they teamed together, and that match, LAX against Team Tremendous, was good. Oh yeah, and Team Tremendous picked up the win and won the Revolver Tag Team Titles. That was pretty awesome to see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and then we got a hoss fight. This was good. This, this, this was the hoss fight the best match on the Revolver card. No. I would say it, it was definitely top three. Yeah. But I would say like Tessa and Ricky oh, Shane Page. That's right. That was on the was same still show. Still the best. Sorry. Yeah. See again, the shows kind of start to merge. That's right. That was on the same show. Never yeah. mind. It was the second best match of this card, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it was the second best match. Well, we got to see uh, Ace Romero yep. versus uh, was it Dan Math, uh, Jacob Fatu, uh, Sawyer Fulton, aka Mad Men Fulton. Fulton. Yep. Uh, what's L- Larry D. Larry D. Okay, the guy I'd never seen live but wanted to, so that was cool to see him. And uh, Jessica Havoc entered herself in an uh, uh, unannounced entry at the end. Yeah. Who else was in there? I think we got everyone. All right, cool. It's hard to keep track sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that match was great. It was for all these big guys. It was fast paced. It was high impact. Oh, Falaba was in it. Falaba, that's right. High yeah. impact, fast paced. Big, big fucking bumps in it. Yeah. Including Ace hitting the old, you know, diving through the ropes at Dan Math, and the crowd lost their shit for that one, which they should have. Uh, but Jacob Fatu picked up the win, the Tommy Kid's son. Yeah. After a uh, splash on the Jessica Havoc. And Jessica Havoc took a beating in this match. Yeah, she did. But uh, when she gets out there, it's like, you know, she's, she's a big woman. Uh, she definitely held her own. There was no worries at all from anyone, I think, about her not doing that. She's a big tough woman, um, but yeah, it was it was a fun match. And then we did some more meet and greets after that to finish it out. And then we headed uh, headed to uh, old old Shake Shack again, and then headed back to the room to rest up so we could prepare for G One Supercard at Madison Square Garden. Yep. Which no meet and greets, nothing signed at this one. Uh, got to our seats. First match was at six fifteen. We had front row balcony. So, what would you say about our view? Was it good? I think it was pretty good. I, I, I had no complaints. 
my only complaint is I'm a large man and those seats are not made for a large man and there's not a lot of leg room and so I was pretty well cramped and the show started at 6.15 and it got over at past midnight. It was a six hour show for crying out loud. Yeah. So I actually at one point, the second to last match, I had to get up and I, had, and I struggled to stand. My legs were so bumped up. But I went out and stood in the... Uh, Concourse and I watched because they have some they have some open areas in the concourse where you can watch the matches. Yeah. And I went and I watched the ladder match from there. But um, I would have to say, as a whole, the Ring of Honor side of the show wasn't very good. No, not at all. I think the highlights probably for their portion was I would say Jeff Cobb or Will Ospreay was probably one, and probably the ladder match, obviously. Yeah. Um, that a match was pretty solid, and the four-way tag. So four-way tag was good. Yeah, we got uh, the opening match. Uh, the, the show itself didn't start till seven thirty officially, but the first match was at six fifteen. Yeah, it was a six six person or six woman tag team matchup. Yeah, um, and then we got the Honor Rumble. Yeah, which is a thirty-man Royal Rumble match, and basically every minute or so, a new entry came out. Number one was Kenny King. Number two was Minoru Suzuki. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of uh, great Japanese wrestlers that were in it that I didn't even know were in that were up this way this weekend, like Yoshihashi and Goto. Yep. Which uh, I would have loved to have met Dodo. Yeah. Uh, but the big, the two big, two big ones was in the high twenties. We got Jushin Liger entered. Yep. To a tremendous ovation because again he's already he had announced that this was his retirement tour. This last year, he was retiring at uh, Russell Kingdom next year, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was, he got a huge ovation. And then surprise entry number 30 was the great fucking Muda. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Now, when they announced this show, he had just had double knee replacement surgery two months prior, last May. So less than a year ago, he had both knees replaced. And I remember reading more than one interview from him over the years where he like, asked about if there's anything left he wanted to accomplish in wrestling. It was to wrestle at Madison Square Garden. So when New Japan announced they were running a show there, I was like, shit, maybe Muda will be on the show of some kind. And because, I mean, you know, he has a good relationship with New Japan, I would assume, and he's Muda for crying out loud. And so it was just, I had that tinge of hope that maybe he would be on the show. And then... Muda was announced to being a house of glory. Yeah. So it was like, oh shit, he's going to be in New York. There's even more of a chance. Oh, he's going to be at WrestleCon. Yes. Like, so the possibility of him being on the New Japan card was was there. And then when number 30 hit, and they didn't give him new music. They didn't give him his old music. It was new music. So, you know, didn't recognize it. And on the screen, it's in, you know, Japanese calligraphy. So I don't know what the hell it says. And then all of a sudden, the words great Muda popped up. And I think I blew up my vocal cords screaming. I was so excited. Yeah, oh yeah, crowd was pretty pumped about that, so. Um, and Buddha came out amazing gear and attire. Uh, we got to see him blow Miss twice, once to start his match and then once later. Yeah. But uh, it was really cool to see the great Buddha Russell again. It was really cool to see him make his Madison Square Garden debut. And um, yeah, that was... That's definitely one of the highlights of the whole weekend for me is just seeing the great Muda in the ring at the garden. Yep, I agree. Uh, what was your favorite match of the night here at the garden? I would say Naito and Obushi. Yeah. 
that was definitely the highlight. And also the triple threat. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Dragon Leaf. Uh, uh, Bandito. Bandito and Ishimori. Uh, yeah, Bone Soldier. Yeah. yeah, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, which uh, Dragon Lee surprisingly picked up the win. And that match didn't even go 10 minutes either. It was like 9 Yeah, I think it was 8 minutes, 45 seconds. I remember looking up later because it was a short match. Yeah. But holy crap, was it wildly crazy. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, so. that was a fun match. That was That was a great match. Main event was good too. Of Main course, Okada against Jay White. They went over thirty minutes, longest match of the night. Yep. And Okada picked up the win to regain the IWGP Championship. That was the last match. So I mean, quite the coup, really, for uh, you know New Japan to get the last match on the card as well. Yep. And and it was a great. And it was it, you know it was awesome to see Okada wrestle live. Yep. Absolutely. And speaking of great coups. Uh, Rev Pro managed to get the British Heavyweight Championship on the line. Yeah, that was and a nice. huge match, Jack too. Jack Sabre Jr. defended against Tanahashi, so that was a fantastic match. And they played that up a bit the night, the day before at the Rev Pro show. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think Naito and Ibushi was definitely the best match tonight. Those guys tore it down. Yep. I can't wait to watch that match again on New Japan World when I get home. And uh, another thing we forgot to mention, too, that was cool was seeing uh, Haku. Oh, yes, Haku was in the Honor Rumble. That's right. Yep. That was really cool. He got a big ovation, too. Yeah, he did. Haku did, yep. Yep. Uh, and Toriano got introduced to be in the Rumble match, and he ran over and traded place with Colt Cabana and sent Colt to the ring. So that was really cool. Yep. So Colt got to wrestle in Master Square Garden, because I know you've been kind of saying on his podcast, you know, he, you know, he, he does the announcing, but he'd love the chance to wrestle. Yep. And, and Toriano did a commentary until Haku had the top of the death grip on Colt. And then he waved, uh, he waved, and Tari Toriano ran down and slid in the ring, and then he got beat up. And then I did go back, and I was kind of rewatching a little bit. And after Yano got in the ring, Bonnie did say, oh, it's now official. Toriano isn't entered. There's now 31 competitors in this match. Yep. And then they were both eliminated by Haku, so that was cool. Um, but, yeah, Abushi and, and Naito really tore the house down. Uh, fantastic friggin' match. And... Again, the, the ladder match was awesome. Yeah. I go, I'm looking forward to going back. I cannot fucking believe that Matt Taven won the Ring of Honor World Championship. Though. That was a big surprise. I figured Jay Lethal would have won it. and I figured he would have retained, yeah. I mean, he's from Jersey, but it's pretty much his home, home area. And the way they're building everything up leading up to it, I mean, yeah. Uh, if you can hear the windshield wipers now, it's because the rain has intensified as we're heading... Uh, well, we're about to cross the, uh, as we call it, the high-rise, Scatterbar River Bridge to go back into Maine. Only 90 miles to go on the drive. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a long travel weekend, so. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. And then, again, like we said, the main event was a great match. The show went until just after midnight. Yep. Um, and then we went and grabbed some slices at Bravo's. Saw Flip Gordon in there. Yeah, I had a nice chat with him, and then we went back to the room and kind of just crashed out a little bit because it was a long weekend. Yeah, and we still had one more show we were supposed to go to, but yeah. we were just exhausted and we didn't go to it. So yeah, we tried to get, I actually tried to even just give the tickets away, but it didn't work out. Whatever, that's fine. It was, I'm okay with the loss on that one because uh, we were all wiped out, yeah. and it was now already past midnight, yeah. and our train was leaving in less than 10 hours, and we weren't even back at the room. So, 
But yeah, Sunday morning, kind of another long travel day. Train left at 10 a.m., brought us back to Providence where Jay's wife, but girlfriend, picked us up, Amy. And we stopped to pick up some supplies at the old stop shop. And then we just kind of lounged around. WrestleMania came on at 5 o'clock, ate some food, they ordered some Chinese, made a big sandwich, had some snacks. And we watched the, you know, the freaking seven, over seven hour Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Um, what do you think of WrestleMania as a whole this year? I thought WrestleMania was actually really good, besides it being extremely long. Yeah. I, I was pretty happy with most of, most of the results for the most part, yeah. so. Yeah, other than being a super long show, I thought it was decent. I did doze off a little bit later in the night, um, but from what I remember... From the matches, I saw the whole thing, so uh, I was really impressed with the SmackDown Tag Team Fatal 4-Way match, and Kofi Kingston against Daniel Bryan was excellent, and I was very happy to see the Iconics win the tag titles. Your favorite highlights of the show? Um, I would say Kofi winning. Yep. Kofi winning was huge, and a lot of the crowd was very invested in that. Yes, they were. Um, I thought Batista and Triple H was pretty good, too. Yeah, that was decent. That was a real good match. Triple H did say after the fact that he was, uh, I mean, not Triple H, Batista, that he was, he was now officially retired from being a sports entertainer. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed that match, yeah. I yeah. thought that was really good. Um, yeah, as a as a whole, I thought the show was really good. It just was really, really long. Yeah, and I think the reaction of the main event, especially, yeah, suffered because of how long it was with like the crowd that was there. I mean, the literally what the bell rang at two minutes past midnight. Yeah, for Ronda Rousey for speculation for Charlotte. I need to go back and rewatch the match because I did dose to more than half of it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I blacked out. Like you know, like nodded off right as the finish happened. Yeah. And Mike's like, did you see that? I'm like, no. I'm sure they'll show a replay. Yeah. And they did. So they gave Ronda a reason to say that she wasn't actually pinned because her shoulder popped up. But, um... Yeah, definitely very controversial. Especially where, you know, multiple people are saying that it was a botch finish and something else was supposed to happen instead or, or that was the finish but the pin was botched and bunch of different things we don't know I'll go back and say this while we were at the, the garden for the new, for the new Japan Ring of Honor show um, Big Cass and Enzo yeah. jumped the, jumped the, the, the rail if you will and what looked like a legit fight broke out between them and the Briscoe brothers and even Bully Ray ran down and started attacking and started fighting them and for all intents and purposes, it didn't look like a work. It looked like a shoot. And the New Japan referee and the Gorillas of Destiny were standing in the ring when this happened because it happened right at the, literally right at the finish of the Fatal Four where the Gorillas of Destiny won the Ring of Honor tag titles and retained their IWGP tag titles. And they were staying in the ring like, what the fuck's going on? And they weren't joining in, but it was just, there seemed to be a lot of confusion and. I don't know. It, it looked real. And it looked like it, or it, I, I don't know. But then later on, we read online that they'd signed Enzo and been cast to Ring of Honor. And I, 
the whole feeling of the night for me at the Garden on Saturday night was that New Japan needs to kind of break away from Ring of Honor and go on their own. Yeah, because of shit like that. Yeah, and there was some other stuff like the Ring of, the Ring of Honor portion of the card just wasn't good. There's was nothing on that happened that made me want to go. Oh man, I love Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is so good. And, I, and if I was honestly, if I was New Japan management, I'd be really fucking pissed yeah. about how the show came out. Because honestly, more people talked about the shitty parts yep. of that show than what was actually good. Yep. So that outweighed everything that New Japan did. And I'm sure they were not happy about that. Oh, I can't imagine they'd be happy about that at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, more people should be talking about, you know, like Okada winning the title yep. or how good, you know, Abushi Naito was, you know, than the bad booking. On Ring of Honor's portions, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, the women's match, Kelly Klein against, I can't think of her name right now, but that was just it. And then they had Velvet Sky and Angelina Love come down after. No interest music, they just walked down, and then Mandy Leone eventually made it out there, and it was just all awkward and stupid. And then they all attacked Kelly Klein, and apparently they're a new steeple called Allure. And that's why, you know, there's no good... I'll be honest. There's no good woman wrestlers in Woman of Honor. No, there, there isn't. I mean... Or notable good woman wrestlers, I should say. I mean, they have some that are decent and good. But they're... The booking's so fucking bad for their woman. And that's why you've seen Deanna Peraza leave. You've yep. seen Karen Q leave. Yep. You know, Faye Jackson. People like that. Yeah, except for the stardom girls. Like, the Stardom girls, they're good. Yeah. The Ring of Honor girls, quote-unquote figures, whatever, they're not... They're, this is back... It's like, where we're at now with women's wrestling around the world is so much a higher level than it was a few years ago, back when the, back during the diva days of the WWE. And these girls are even... You know, they're, they're the diva days of the WWE. Yeah. I mean, Jenny Rose is terrible. No, uh, she's not good. Uh, you know, and Velvet Sky is... Very attractive. She's not that good in the ring. She hasn't really wrestled actively for what three years? At least, yeah. Uh, Angelina Love, uh, you know, like a guy. Yeah. And then Mandy Leone's not very good in the ring. So, yeah. And she shouldn't be good. I mean, with the amount of time she's been there, you would think that she'd be halfway decent. Yeah, but she's awful. Yeah, do you think she's the drizzling been- shits? Do you think they would have made her learn to wrestle with? Right. So I just, I'm just not impressed with the, with the Women of Honor anymore. It used to be good. Right. Again, there was a time when like TNA had the best women's wrestling. The Women of Honor had some great women's wrestling. WWE was kind of like the, you know, the, the A side of things, and now it's completely switched. Actually, no, TNA still has great art impact, so it's great women's wrestling. Right. As they have Taya, and they have Tessa, and they have you know, Jordan. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I don't know. Anyways, there was another uh, fan incident happened Saturday night that we found out when we were at the garden. Is that guy jumped on uh, Bret Hart the Hall of Fame? But that's terrible. I mean, that's just terrible. Yeah, you'll see the Hall of Fame not be in arenas anymore. Uh, I plan on watching the Hall of Fame at some point once we get home. Same thing with the rest of NXT. Uh, watched, we watched, we watched a little bit of NXT. We watched, we watched everything but the main event. Actually, yeah, that's true. We watched everything but the main event. So, uh, 
Uh, I enjoyed Walter against Pete Dunne. I thought they had a fantastic match. Um, I really wanted Pete Dunne to hold the title for two years, though. Yeah. I just, just, no one's done it in such a long time, but you can't knock his 685-day title reign. And losing to Walter, there's definitely no shame in that. Um, the tag match, War Raiders against Alistair Black and Ricochet, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. You know, honestly, I thought Ricochet and Alistair Black were going to win the SmackDown tag titles. Instead, you know, they, uh, the Usos retained. But the way all week they kept talking about how, you know, oh, Alistair Black and Ricochet, you know, they have, uh, you know, they're challenging for the Raw titles on Monday and then the NXT titles on Tuesday and now the SmackDown titles on Sunday. No other team has challenged for all three brand tag titles in one week before and then they lost all three matches. Yeah. But their match with the Royal Raiders was awesome. Yeah, that was a really good match. Uh, the women's match was okay. Yeah. Um, Velveteen Dream against Matt Riddle. That was a good match. Yep. Uh, finish was good. Yeah. Because, you know, Velveteen gets the win and retains. Matt Riddle gets his first pinfall loss, but uh, in a kind of like a cheap way or a face-saving way, if you will, heat-saving way. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to watching the main event match. Yep. Uh, see what else. Anything we want to talk about else from this weekend? Not that I can think of right off the bat, so. I don't know. I guess it was it was an awesome weekend all in all, right? Yep. You Just know, very exhausting. Yes. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we were, like, travel and, yeah. and going to, you know, the, all the shows. Sunday was another travel day. Uh, we went to six wrestling shows in total. Yeah. Beginning to end. Uh, the two-day wrestling convention, the uh, AAA press conference. Yeah. So it was definitely a Russell-filled weekend. Yep. Uh, we literally didn't really do anything else besides go to wrestling-related things. I mean, I found myself, like, when my wife went to Detroit last year, she was texting me all the fun stuff she was doing and seeing and this and that. And while we were down there, I'm like, she's not going to care about any of this. She doesn't like wrestling. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah. She texts me, how was your trip? I'm like, it's going good. And I'd send Wesley, my son, videos from, like, on the train. They're like, oh, daddy's going to ride the train. And he liked that. But uh, but anyhow, yeah, it was an awesome weekend. You know, we really started planning this back at the end of July last year. Yep. So 10 months later to have it come to fruition was awesome. And, I mean, once we recover from this, we've already chatted. We'd like to try to hit the ECW arena someday. Yep never been there for a show, but anyways, I will be uh, posting this on the old uh, Facebook, not Facebook, yeah, I will be actually, but I'll be uh, updating my blog on the WrestlingInsomniac.com, I'll post on Facebook when I've made my new uh, updates on it, and also on my Twitter, which is Superstar Mel, so make sure you check out there, and Mikey, you're on the Twitter? Yeah. What are you, you're at Mikey, I don't know. I think it's just Mikey LaFrance, so. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to check that out, he, post, he posted all his pictures of uh, him and who he was with. So uh, not on Twitter yet, but it will be eventually. So it's all on just Facebook for now. Yeah. So. But anyway, so cool. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.